Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get into this week's episode, a thank you to those uh, who have helped us bring the show to you for free and continue to do so on whichever platform you choose to listen to podcasts. Thanks to Smoke and Jay's Barbecue out of Maslin, Ohio. We got to have some of that with us at Hell on Earth last Friday. Hopefully you tried it out. Uh, plenty of mac and cheese. There was all sorts of food because it was just an amazing amount of attendance uh, or amazing amount of people in attendance. More on that as we get into the show. But thanks to Smoke and Jays for being there and helping feed people. Uh, if you're in the Maslin area or you're driving down there, you want to check it out. They also do delivery on some of the uh, food delivery apps. Uh, just follow them on social media at Smokin underscore Jays, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q. And uh, you can see all the food that they have to offer and where to go grab it. And, of course, thanks to Smartmark Video and Independent Wrestling TV, watching AIW has never been easier from the comfort of your own home. If you go to SmartmarkVideo.com, you can watch any AIW show that was ever put on DVD. You can purchase it on DVD or MP4. The holidays are coming up. You know that John Thorne wants you to buy the whole package. If you've got a big AIW fan, go on and grab every single DVD that is possible to purchase all at smartmarkvideo.com. And you can also go to IWTV, independentwrestling.tv, sign up using the code ABSOLUTE so they know that we sent you, and watch not just a rotating archive of AIW shows, including the most recent, Hell on Earth 16, but also plenty of of independent wrestling from all sorts of other promotions across the country. And uh, I believe it's a little global, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, international, if it were. So go to IWTV or independentwrestling.tv, uh, download the app. If you've got a, a smart TV device, it's all right there. It's ready for you. Watch AIW so much more as well. And uh, there's some original series on there to go with. And with that, we will roll into this week's episode. As always, ARW owner John Thorne is here. I am here. And uh, my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And we are rolling off a a, a hugely successful uh, Hell on Earth 16. Uh, you know, it's... Real tired. A, Real we, tired. Yeah, we said that AIW would be back back. And uh, boy, did we come back back. And uh, of course, because of that, there's so many people to shout out, John Thorne. We got uh, Can we I got kick it. it off? Can I kick it off? Yeah, you want to kick off the shout out segment? Go for it. I'm going to shout out to uh, Josh Bishop's mom, who told me she hates the, sh- the shout out section. And she thinks it goes <laughs> too long. And we need to get in, get into the uh, the podcast a little quicker. So, wow, I'm gonna give it a shot. Well, Kim, I didn't get any free drinks on Friday night, so uh, take that. But shout out to Kim Bishop for scoring some drinks for the roster at the after party. And uh, Mark and Kim, man, what a team picking up Josh Bishop. And Tom Lawler. Tom Lawler taking them to the venue, uh, doing a great job on Wikipedia, looking up random Tom Lawler facts. From what I understand, you know that you know what though you know what I am going to shout out. Which you know I thought about this actually yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it is. You know, 
I think Friday especially was such a unique thing because, you know, it's almost like we're a sports team in the respect that a lot of the wrestlers who are based locally, their families came out and were supporting and were mingling with the other wrestlers at the after party, you know, and, uh, it was like, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like a big kind of family outing for a lot of uh, for a lot of people, you know, and uh, I thought that was that was pretty cool, you know, and, the you know, the Bishop family uh, at the after party, uh, the Barkley family, you know, coming out in a party bus, uh, all sorts of different people's family were uh, in the crowd. And, uh, you know, I just thought that that was pretty interesting, you know, because. You don't see a lot of that kind of in the world of independent wrestling, this kind of, you know, family connection, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was kind of a little interesting little little layer that uh, I know, you know, and I've, I've, I noticed it at Akron and I've noticed it at other shows, but it seemed like a, a lot more prevalent on, on Friday night that there was, you know, it was like a it was like a big family ordeal with, you know, people out there supporting uh, you know, their, their son or daughter on the event. And, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to see. Yeah. The Cambridge family was out in full force. Uh, Runan members only that's hometown turf for Malcolm Cambridge. Yeah. I mean, there was all, all, all sorts of people, you know, Riley Rose had family in, in the crowd, uh, all, all sorts of different, different people had, uh, their family out there. So, you know, I, I just thought that that was kind of an interesting little, little layer um you know to the uh to everything you know it just kind of uh goes to show you know kind of how how deep the you know the the aw roots are going so to speak and mm-hmm. uh you know getting those you know uh, the family support you know is incredibly difficult especially when you're chasing a, a dream to be a professional wrestler you know yeah um so, you know, I thought it was great that uh, so many people had their families out supporting them. And, um, you know, it's just not something that uh, I've, you know, I saw throughout the years. And I, I know a lot of wrestlers, you know, their family could could care less sure, uh, that they sure. were involved in the industry. And it was just a, I thought it was it was great to see, the, you know, so many people's families out there support, supporting them on Friday night. And, you know, not not just supporting them, but genuinely excited to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, they got the merch on and they're, you know, yelling and cheering and, you know, just having a good time, you know, to where, you know, <laughs> like some people could, you know, parents just come out there and they watch it and they go, okay, I was there. And then, and then, and then they, they leave. leave. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, that wasn't, that wasn't the case, you know? So I just thought that, you know, that's just a, a great thing that really doesn't get, discussed too much on the podcast is the you know uh, the great family support a lot of uh the people coming out of the aiw academy have yeah that w- yeah you're right that was a very it's a very cool thing uh and speaking it's of like s- a traveling it's like a traveling you know like soccer team or yeah. baseball team or something you know like <laughs> that's what i was thinking yeah yeah as opposed to some kids where it's like oh well we have our uh you know the winter choir concert and band concert and parents go just because they got to take the kids anyway <laughs> they don't necessarily enjoy being there and and then they leave yeah yeah it's just like uh you know like west barkley's dad is just coming up to me and saying 
where do you see how many people I got coming in December? This is great. You know, like just stuff like that. Shout out to Bob Barkley. Uh, but, uh, you know, just, uh, it's, it, you know, and it's, and it, and it's cool that, you know, they'll come, you know, and, uh, strike up conversation with me and, you know, they know, you know, what my role is <laughs> and, you know, they always kind of, you know, seek out and, uh, you know, speak with me and uh it's a weird position for me to be in you know talking to people's parents i don't know you know (laughs) but uh i i do it so shout out to that little little tidbit of uh things i'm sure some of the guys are a little embarrassed that uh you know we blew their spot up that their family supports them but (laughs) yeah sorry guys must must suck to have that family support uh speaking of support and families uh shout out to george mazanin making his return to aiw (laughs) mr hero so i got a great i have a i have a great story on that yeah uh you do (laughs) um you know thanksgiving with my family I get a text from AIW Absolute and Intense Champion Matthew Cardona, and it says, hey, um, I have a weird request. And I said, what's that? He said, well, the Miz's dad just called my dad and asked my dad (laughs) to call me and see if I can get him tickets to AIW in Cleveland. And not only does he want tickets, he insists that they must be good <laughs> tickets. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> he's like, this is a real thing that just happened on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so uh, I go, I go, okay, you tell George we'll make something happen for him. And uh, sure enough, George showed up. Uh, we had him, you know, we... we we actually changed how we were setting up the arena to to make the to make those extra seats there for George, but uh, and, and it ended up. I mean, it ended up working out good though, you know, because uh, we went kind of the old school Mount Carmel where you turn the turn the rail in a little bit, mm-hmm. and you get uh, you know you get a, you can get a couple more seats there. So uh, all all went well for uh, George. I I assume he had a good time. A lot of People have a lot of good George stories coming out. I didn't. I just said hello to him. I didn't really uh, get too much, uh, you know, George time in on Friday. But uh, George was there. Also, you know, shout out to Nathan Zagura, uh, yeah. who uh, you know has been trying to get to a show for quite some time, and uh, finally, you know, pulled the trigger. Uh, and uh, you know, also a friend of the Miz. That's that's the weird thing is you know about. Matt Cardona is, you know, he is friends with the Miz, and we kind of get that weird offshoot local Miz rub just by default with with yeah. Matt Cardona. You know, now you got the guy Nathan Zagura coming. You know, works works for the Browns. Uh, you got George Mazzana coming. You know, that's how we landed the dive bar after party. You know, yeah. and there's all this other stuff and. Uh, you know, I'll say this, there's a lot of, and this isn't a bad thing, but there's a lot of obvious WWE fans in the crowd, mm-hmm. especially at the last two with, uh, you know, Akron and Friday. And, uh, I told Cardona, I said, the universe comes out when, uh, when you're on the bill, man. And he said, what? I said, the WWE universe, we get that kind of, we get that universe rub when you're here, you know? 
the uh, typically a WWE fan is not going to dip their toes in the world of independent wrestling. And uh, I know when you see those, you know, four hundred dollar chalk line jackets, that uh, you have some serious WWE fans. Yeah, uh, afoot. And uh, I, I that's a, a legit quote that I told. I said to him Friday night. I said, "We get the universe to come out when you're on the bill." Yeah, and they, uh, it's true. It, they were out. They were out. So shout out to the WWE universe for coming out and uh, supporting us on Friday night. We had a lot of, um, you know, there were multiple people who. A, I've seen on social media. I've gotten a couple messages since Friday. And um, I had some people approach me at the show, too. People, again, WWE Universe or people who have not been to a local indie wrestling show in 15, that finally 20 pulled, years. I, yeah. Finally pulled, pulled the trigger. I got a lot of that, too. Like, first show, mm-hmm. can't wait to be back. You know? Yeah. And it just... Uh, you know, I know that, you know, we've kind of addressed it before, you know, whether it be, you know, Matt Cardona or, or Jeff Jarrett or whatever. But, <clears throat> you know, that, that's what it's about. It's about bringing in more people that aren't coming all the time. You know what I mean? And kind of building that base. Right. Like we love and appreciate and, you know, can't think enough the like what we refer to as the AW hardcores. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, you got to keep building on that, you know, if, if we're going to stay, if we're going to stay going. And, uh, you know, that is kind of the Matt Cardona effect is getting those people that would never in a million years. I'll never, I never forget like all those years passing out flyers outside WWE events and people just looked down on independent wrestling. Like it, it was the scum of the earth. Like, sure. I mean, just total disdain. You know, it even after you know the kind of NXT movement. Like, if you're if there was a Raw in Cleveland and we were passing flyers out, like I would say eighty percent of those are getting thrown right on the ground or just people just refusing to even take them. Um, but I think now, you know, when see what you will about him, Matt Cardona. You know, he was there for a long time. Uh, you know. Won at WrestleMania, uh, you know. One time was probably one of the most over guys on the roster. I mean, he makes an impact, you know, for an independent wrestling event. And uh, you know, I understand why people hate him. There's a lot I don't like about him, but uh, I mean, business is business, you know. And he is. You have to give him, you know, not all of the credit. But you have to give him partial credit for, you know, those, you know, what I refer to as the universe coming out and, uh, you know, showing up at a show. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you know, speaking of those hardcores, shout out to Scotty Random, brought me a care package of uh, Zoa Energy drinks. And uh, I tried that liquid death for the first time, too, the, the water in the can. How's that? Uh, it was water. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that was anyone got any connects get us a sponsorship you know but uh i love the zoa the zoa was great love the, the never had a zoa. stuff oh oh well you know i had a whole bunch of them sorry i should have offered you some uh I, shout I out oh I shout out to rick nelson who uh has returned to normalcy and uh, started delivering uh monsters to the roster again uh, you know uh, that yeah. was uh welcomed by everybody rick nelson brought his father-in-law by the way 
talk about family first affair. Times. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's a family affair. And uh, speaking of people taking care of us, bringing us things, shout out to uh, Razor Sharp and who picked up some G-licious pizza well, and wings. Well, I got two. So uh-huh. G-licious and the Razor Sharp thing are two kind of different oh, events here. Okay. So uh, G-licious pizza in Mentor, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, reached out to us and they said, hey, we would love to feed the wrestlers. Please call us. And uh, wow, I, I said, uh, you know, I was at I was at work on Wednesday, and uh, Razor Sharp just happened to message me, and I said, "Hey, Razor Sharp," I said, "Call like call these people and see if they're serious." And uh, you know, <laughs> just because he messaged me, and uh, Razor Sharp, you know, spoke to him and worked the deal out, and they made arrangements. Uh, for him to pick up all this food for the wrestlers. Uh, so, you know, they sent us a huge spread uh, Friday afternoon. And then the pizza that was at the concession stand, Razor Sharp also procured that uh, by, I don't know if he, I don't know if Razor Sharp bought, bought it or if he works a sponsorship deal. Razor Sharp is uh, really kind of a mover and a shaker when it comes to, uh, you know, getting some deals done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he loves the help. Shout out to Razor Sharp because, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it sounds so silly, but it's just like when you're worrying about the show and the booking and the travel and all this other stuff on top of, you know, a real job, like pizza really slips to mind. And Razor Sharp, you know, he's got it handled. Yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to, again, G-licious, keeping everybody fed in the back. That was pretty awesome. Uh, man, what else? Shout out to... Student Ethan running the the taxi for the talent, getting everybody to and from their spots and and in, I mean, in terms of hotels and airports and whatnot. Great job, thanks to him. And uh, more backstage stuff. Shout out to Adam. I'll tell you what, you know, okay, our hardcore fans again crushing it with with the photos, all the pictures that are coming out from this past weekend. I love the backstage stuff, though. Yeah, I love it. It's just I love it. It, it, because it, it's kind of funny is like I'll be having like a legitimate conversation and then I'll catch him out of the corner of my eye. And you gotta and you gotta ignore like, it. You can't Right, and you gotta ignore it. And it's just like I'm just he's just snapping pictures of me and double J just talking talking shop right now. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, I mean but I I just love those. I love the backstage stuff. I mean I you know not it, we'll probably do nothing with it, but you know, that's the kind of stuff that like Pro Wrestling Illustrated should be buying. You know what I mean? Like that is the that's the good. Like it's great. It's unique. Uh, <coughs> just for you know, just for us to like have that documented for one day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I really, I really love the backstage stuff because you know, from our perspective, you know what I mean. Like the show is, you know, we're putting on. You know, that's that's for lack of a better term, that's like going to work, right? Right. But like catching the stuff in the back and like interacting with each other and you know all that stuff, like that is the stuff that we collectively all remember the the most. Mm-hmm. And to have you know somebody kind of capturing some of those moments, uh, I love I love the backstage photos. Love, you know, them, love maybe them, love them. what we need to do is talk to Adam. And I feel like we've discussed this, but the holidays coming up, people looking for gift ideas. 
I feel like there could be a photo book or something put together of these things, right? Maybe. I, I mean, that could be what a cool I did, gift for a big AIW fan. I took, I took some of them and we got, the, you know, some of the older ones and uh, we got them signed. And if you made a purchase at the uh, merchandise stand, you got a mystery envelope and uh, <laughs> one of those kind of backstage photos autographed was in there. Yeah. Shout out and, Dustin uh, Alberti pushing that hard. I think we're going to do that again uh, on December 18th. Oh, very cool. So there you go. Buy something at the merch stand, get a get a special print. Uh, you know, hey, hey, uh, Mrs. Bishop, I know that this is a long shout-out segment, but we're talking about the show during the course of the shout-out. See, the shout-out segment is just a crafty way to talk about other things through the shout-outs, but giving people their due, too. You know what I mean? We group it all into one thing. Uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other shout-outs. Shout-out to Dustin Alberti. I mean, shout-out to Double J. Just awesome. Uh, oh, not shout-out to, shout to the coach. He knows why. But uh, Oh, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. You want to know why? <laughs> you you want to know why uh, Double J wasn't there right at doors? Because uh, Porter O'Shea... Uh, person responsible for double j picked him up they're having you know a couple laughs in the car and double j wants to you know freshen up and porter shea goes oh yeah no big deal doors don't even open till seven you got plenty of time so then double j was off you know into the hotel room showering getting himself together thinking he didn't have to be there till seven o'clock so that's why double j arrived at seven (laughs) o'clock <laughs> Porter O'Shea, you know, cutting uh, in, cutting in. That is why, you know, uh, we had we took such an extended intermission because <laughs> there was a lot of people left that still wanted to meet Double J. <laughs> uh, you know, so you could blame that, blame that on uh, Porter O'Shea. Uh, who? Do I properly give a shout-out to whose idea was it to then sign the guitar? Shout-out to Pedro for procuring the guitar and making sure it was good to go. Uh, whose well, idea was I got a funny story about that. that off? I got a funny story about that. Myself, Dustin Alberti, had it, and then Double J stops his meet-and-greet and screams through the you know the the mesh netting or whatever mm-hmm. for me and he goes hey you gotta raffle that off i said i'm already on it and i am so glad that whoever dustin talked to was so cheap because someone said i want to buy that right now so dustin asked and i said give me 250 for it and it's yours and the guy was like no way so we went the raffle route yeah. and uh brought in 580 extra dollars raffling that guitar off. So, Bam. shout out to, I guess, myself, Dustin Alberti, and Double J for all having kind of the same idea at once. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, shout out to the after party spot, Bogside. Had a good time there. We got our food. They, you know, again, this always happens. They admitted, like, oh, we thought we were ready. We weren't quite ready. I was like, I told you, I told you so many times. And like, yeah, well, you know, but shout out to them, Allie and, and Tina and uh, the other young lady. I don't remember her name, but uh, 
They were good, good to us and took care of us and, and left that kitchen open just like they said they would. So everybody, it took a little bit longer than folks wanted at times, but uh, everybody got the food that wanted food. So that was good. See, I know everyone wants food at the after party, but like I want food after the after party. <laughs> so that always fucks me up. You know, like, because if I'm going to the after party, I want to have a couple drinks. I like, I don't believe in like eating and drinking at the same time. I just think that is just a waste. It's like a waste of even paying for the drink. You know what I mean? You're either yeah. going to eat, you're going to drink. You know, if you're eating while you're drinking, you're kind of offsetting the drinking. So. I always want I always want to eat after the after party is concluded and I'm always fucked. Well, there you go. Shout I microwaved to, uh, up a bunch of mashed potatoes when I got home. Leftovers from uh, Thanksgiving? Shout yeah, shout out to the mashed potatoes in my refrigerator from my grandma's <laughs> house. Uh shout out to Nick Sanka, to Lady Allie, different Allie, she showed up. They're both there, good time. And uh, of course, his same alley, different alley from different the alley bog, from the bog, bog side. side, different yeah. alley from the bog side. Let's uh, let's get that out there. She listens to the podcast. Don't want any controversy. Different, different alley from the bog side. And uh, yeah, great. Great to see them again. It was it was nice. I know they needed the night out and it was uh, they which is funny because they were like, had, yeah, which is funny because they were like. Did you say something about Sully on the podcast? All these people keep coming up to us. <laughs> like when they were in the crowd of the show, people kept coming up like, stay strong, guys. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? They're like, why do these people keep talking to us like that? <laughs> then finally it clicked. They're like, we must have said something about it on the podcast. Because Nick, Nick is behind on the podcast because when we went on our little hiatus, he didn't know we came back. So he's like in catch-up mode you know yeah which was he's, really funny he's uh, he made sure to point out i didn't know you guys came back i thought, I thought you never came back yeah we came back psycho so he's been catching up on him but he hasn't he didn't make it up to like last week so they were like really thrown off when people in the crowd kept like saying you know you know oh man hope you guys are doing all right <laughs> they're like what <laughs> they said it was really confusing they're like they're like little mini celebrities though, kind of. You know? Yeah, I think it kind of like caught them off guard a little bit. Yeah, uh, Sully's doing great. Everybody, just that's the update. He's doing well. He was hanging out with the grandparents that night. Uh, he's he's doing all right. It was good to see them again, and you know, shout out to the the third man. But we can really shout him out when I, we get further into this thing, I suppose. Uh, I mean, any other shout-outs, shout-outs we need no, to have just here, get, John let's Thorne? Just get in. No, get I mean, in. let's just get into it. Kim Bishop's going to be pissed at us. I know. But we talked about the show, Kim, all right? This is, uh, again, shout-out segment is a vehicle for everything. Um, so let's start with who almost didn't make it to the show, John Thorne. Oh, God. Psycho Clown. <laughs> Oh, Psycho Clown. Oh. It's just the curse of the Lucha Libre, you know? Yeah. Uh, he was supposed to arrive on Thursday. On Thanksgiving, 10, yeah. 10 p.m. I contact the middleman guy, and all of a sudden the middleman guy is calling me. He goes, I just talked to him. He took a booking. Like, AAA pulled him for some booking. And uh, he needs a new flight. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, the, like, Mexico City, day of. Uh, but 
you know, I always talk, I always say, you know, the rainy day fund and all that stuff. Uh, tickets were well. So we dropped, I dropped <laughs> quite a bit of money on a one way Thursday night at 9 p.m. to ensure Psycho Clown made it. Uh, so just kind of a little inside inside baseball there. <coughs> he did bring me a gift to make up for it. However, he couldn't give me the gift because they lost his bag and the gift was needed for his gear that he did not have. Uh, so I don't know if I'll ever get my gift from Psycho Clown, but uh, as an apology. But, uh, you know, I, it's just, I, you know, uh, it's tough booking those guys that are giant stars in, in Mexico, you know? Like, yeah. They get pulled to do things all the time, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. We were able to make it work, um, which, may, you know, it's even more difficult when, you know, you're dealing with, with broken English and um, all that stuff, but... Uh, mm-hmm. He, he made it there. It was close, though. And, you know, I just went, you know what? Like, I'm not even going to get stressed out, you know? We're, we're walking into our biggest pre-sale of all time. Like, yeah. fuck it. Fuck it. And I just bought it, and I said, I don't want to think about this anymore, you know? And I said, if he doesn't get on this one, then, you know, I'll cross that bridge when we get there. And, uh bought the flight i sent it over and uh i was assured that he he's gonna make it and uh he made it so you know i don't know i was just in this weird mood to where i was just like i'm not i'm not gonna get stressed out you know i mean it's just let's just handle it and you know it's not like you know we were doing it like with a crowd the size of one of the winchester shows you know what i mean like we Mm -hmm. had a healthy pre-sale and i just said you know what like yeah does this affect the bottom line of course yeah can can we like is it is it going to prevent me from uh paying my rent no so fuck it like i'm just gonna pay for it so kind of going backwards a little bit raffling off that guitar you know, when we do things like that, that extra $580 uh, comes up huge because that did not cover the full cost of that second flight that had to be purchased. No way. But it, it sure and helps. You can't get, and you can't get a refund on the <clears throat> missed flight either. You right. Know, because right. it's lost money. So at the very, gone. so at least, you know, all of a sudden we've got this guitar, we raffled it off. You know, and now there's suddenly almost six hundred dollars that it's like, uh, okay, so we didn't lose as much money on that right. second. And I'm not, as it may and have. I want to be clear. You know, I'm not burying Psycho Clown or whatever. He went out and he worked extremely hard, and they had you know one of the most memorable matches ever. Oh yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that happens, yeah. and you know, it's not a it's not a Phoenix situation where he's lying to me all day and never shows up and never makes good. No communication you know? was happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think maybe because of the holiday through the middleman guy and all that other stuff, some stuff kind of got lost in translation there. And, uh, you know, we got, uh, we got the news later than we probably should have. And, you know, it, (laughs) and, you know, some of it is on me for not checking sooner either. You know what I mean? Um, but, uh, 
you know, he, he'd made it. And, uh, would people have like walked out on the show if psycho clown wasn't there? I don't think so, but I wanted to, I've been wanting to deliver psycho clown since before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure he was there and he was there. And, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty much the story. Yeah. Worked his butt off. Um, so many people have psycho clown stories from backstage at this point. Uh, you know, nice guy to deal with, talk to, and uh, well, whiskers shouting him out too. Great. Yeah. And you know, fans took advantage of that meet and greet, which was cool. He was able to do that, make make some extra money. I don't know what he anticipated his meet and greet line would look like, but it was certainly a good size, which was really great too. Because again, Double J not being there uh, when we needed him to. Uh, that's through no fault of his own. And it was nice to still keep people busy. Hey, we psycho clowns here too. And of course you had broski in, in that line. So, uh, right. it, it was good. Let me, here's the thing we, we skipped in the shout out segment, but intentionally because we're getting to this, let's talk about the venue itself. This is our first time in East Lake at four sports. Uh, I, I really like the layout of it. You know, they have the bar and the restaurant in there. It's 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 not like, um, oh, what was it? Ohio Nets when we were there right. December twenty nineteen I think it was um, yeah, eighteen eighteen twenty eighteen yeah maybe. you're right it's twenty eighteen and um, you know they had a bar that was all was towards the back so that was great people were able to say no they didn't drinks. even they didn't serve beer though at the on on Friday remember they remember he was he's. No, 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 no. I'm saying, oh, yeah, Ohio I'm saying at Ohio Nets. No, yeah. that, that's what I mean. Yeah, they weren't really like serving. Yeah, they weren't they, they, serving. The guy lied to us and said that he was going to serve beer and then didn't. And then get he did. the permit or whatever. Yeah. So they didn't have like they didn't have a bar in Ohio Nets. They didn't really have anything set up. It was a whole mess there. And it was great at, at just in terms of before people even got into the gym, you had a little uh, lobby they're waiting in and then they could come in we've got our concessions and stuff set up and and then you go down the hallway and then there's a bar and the bar is you know wide open like a i mean it's it's a legit small bar little restaurant sort of thing so plenty of space in there for people to kind of congregate hang out before the show intermission what have you and that was just uh, it's a great setup yeah i really you know i found this place on like throughout the pandemic when everything was shut down i was kind of cold emailing because at that time we thought maybe things would be open up for hell on earth to do it last year and the odeon always has uh something booked on black friday so you know this place was like yeah let's have a meeting and uh i went out there and you know i met with somebody and um you know uh this is kind of the benefit of also, you know, right before the pandemic, I decided, you know, we were going to make a press kit and kind of have a little bit more of a, a package to send people than like an email with facts, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I sent them out our electric press kit and they really, you know, uh, were open minded to it. And, um, you know, last year when things weren't turning around and I said, hey, you know, I don't think this is going to work out with you know the pandemic and uh I, I apologize and they said as long as you consider us you know next year uh we are definitely you know still interested so you know they i guess you know they really do nothing on black friday weekend 
at their facility. So, um, I think it worked out great. Uh, I don't know what the relationship would be more going forward. Um, I assume that they're happy. I know people spent a ton of money at the bar. Um, for the most part, I think people were really respectful of, you know, everything in the venue. You know, there's a couple times where I went in the bathroom and, you know, people had, you know, fucking paper towels thrown everywhere and everything else. But, um, you know, other than that, I think, you know, for the most part, everything was pretty much, uh, well-respected. Um, so I don't know, you know, I'm going to shoot them an email and see what they think because, you know, places like that, obviously their bread and butter is, you know, these different leagues and, you know, things like that. Uh, but the flip side of that is, you know, the, you know, volleyball league or whatever is probably not bringing in 600 drinkers, you know? So yeah. Who, who knows? Um, to, a, I don't think we could fill that place all the time, but, uh, you know, it is nice to have the option for a large venue mm-hmm. within the area. And the other interesting thing is I believe they have six locations, you know, throughout Ohio. So yeah. Northeast Ohio. Yes. So who knows? You know what I mean? Like there's possibilities to go to, you know, different areas. Um, you know, they have one in Rocky River. They have one in Bedford, um, you know, one in East Lake. And I'm not a hundred percent sure where the other ones are, but they're all these giant sports plexes. And, uh, you know, it's always good to, to have that option and, um, you know, continue to build these relationships with these venues. Um, I think for the most part, people enjoyed it. Um, you know, it, we were pleasantly surprised when, you know, we you know, found that they had a bunch of those little bleachers and things like that. So, yeah, that was huge. Um, yeah we were able to create more seating. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I really liked it. You know, obviously I would have, you know, if the, the only thing that I think we would need to do differently is maybe buy, you know, buy or rent some more pipe and draping for that, you know, to, to kind of, you know, kayfabe up the locker room a little bit better, but sure. You know, we were able to, you know, turn those lights off back there and, uh, <laughs> I mean, gigantic, gigantic space. Uh, a locker room like that has not been seen since the days of Mount Carmel, pretty much. Uh, you know, or Ohio Nets. That's really the the one exception. Mm-hmm. So the guys really liked being able to be so spread out. And um, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I was gonna reach out to uh, to the owners and, and and all that this week and just you know thank them. Um, I would think, you know, they followed us on, on Instagram today. So I think that's a good sign, right? <laughs> like yeah. the, the whole, the whole business, the business account. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, you never, you, you never know where these relationships may go. Um, I love the Odeon. Uh, we definitely do have a cap as far as attendance goes on the Odeon though, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, having the option to go big if we want to go big is you know it's it's great you know because uh you know we've experimented with large-scale venues you know since mount carmel and you know it's not gone too well as far as you know what we've worked with in northeast ohio so uh you know ohio nets and you know the uh, the brook park building and you know there's always 
some kind of, you know, something with both of those experiences. Uh, so, you know, I love the Odeon. I, I, you know, Odeon is obviously, you know, our home base, but, uh, you know, as we continue to grow, it is good to have that option to where you can, you know, throw, you know, 600 plus people in a, in a building and, you know, they can fit comfortably. Let me ask you this, just throwing this out there because a few weeks ago we had questions of, you know, what do you see? Uh, where do you foresee AIW going? What is the future that we want to see? And in 2022, we, we have vaguely mapped out in terms of places that we're going to be in our, our locations. Could you see, and would it excite you to be at the growth level where the Odeon is, let's say, a no-doubt home base, and basically where I'm going is the Odeon replaces the Winchester, and maybe we run the Odeon six to eight times throughout the year, and we're at this growth rate where we're putting two to 300 people in there, and... You know, so it's, or maybe it's it's roughly once a month on a Thursday, and then we have a really, uh, a big show. So you're still running two shows a month, but you have that smaller one that's two, three hundred people on a Thursday night, and then you have a Friday or Saturday, whether it be uh, for sports or or the Shrine down in Akron or something like that, and you can pack six, seven hundred people or more. Well, I think you know. Uh, if you're going if you're going small, it's always going to be the Winchester. That's really just a matter of the price points in using the venue space. You know, mm-hmm. um, the Odeon. You know, you have to you got to draw because it costs money to you know costs a decent amount of money to even run an event there. You know, uh, sure. But I think you know time will time will tell. I, you know we. We have a lot of, we you know we have a lot of dates. We have a lot of ideas uh, for you know doing some of the marquee events in Akron this year, next year, and there was a conversation on Friday where you know we have these dates booked in Akron, but you know we have deposits down. But it's like, hey, you know. What if we did Absolution at Four Sports? Or what if we did Gauntlet for the Gold at Four Sports? You know, because we do have dates in mind. Mm. And uh, we have the Odeon reserved. We have the Shrine reserved, you know. And it's like, I don't think any of those venues would be mad if we took a date off and we replaced it with something else. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, you know, say, you know, we, we take an Odeon date off the books we just add another one later in the year i don't think they would be too upset about that okay so the the conversation was certainly had um friday you know between myself and pedro for sure uh like hey you know what do you think what do you think and uh it's really a matter of can we keep the momentum right yeah like i think we can we let's sell out December 18th though at the Odeon before we're talking hey we're moving out of the Odeon you know you know what I mean like sure yeah. uh, because four sports looks cool with 600 people in it it ain't gonna look cool with 200 people 100% correct um, you know here here's what I'll say about the 
the the venue in itself and and we are not in a place where we have a bunch of money and we can do a lighting rig and and that would be great to get there for such a big venue like that because I know fans do like the intimacy of the Odeon you know it's a little bit darker and and grungier and and you don't necessarily see all the crowd and the focus is on the ring and that's great to have and that would be ideal but you uh on Friday, I just knew that it was going to be a hot night in terms of the crowd and them being lit up didn't matter. And uh, do you know how I knew and when I knew that that was going to be the case, John Thorne? During the dark match? During the dark match. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was the perfect dark match to set the tone for that crowd to see like holy shit moments and have these these things happen and determine if they are paying attention and if it's a hot crowd or not and the lights being on and bright did not matter uh they were into it and they were ready to ooh and ah and every everything else uh thanks to isaiah broner stepping in the ring with the the weird body making his return yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think maybe towards the end, they were a little tired. Maybe, you know, we had one too many matches on the show or on the main show or, or whatever. Or maybe something went long. I don't know. Um, well, some of it is to do with the, the intermission going long because we, right. need, we needed it to. But. As I stated earlier, you can blame that on Porter O'Shea. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you know, so the dark match was always planned to be Isaiah Broner versus somebody. Um, I think Isaiah Broner has a uh, a great future. <laughs> I don't want to just throw him to the wolves and have him just be a guy. Yeah. You know, so um, I want to continue to kind of slow burn Isaiah Broner. Um, not to expose too much, but, you know, uh I also want to see, you know, how the crowd takes to him, you know, how he works in a showcase situation. So that was kind of a little test for him. And, uh, you know, weird body just happened to show up. And uh, <laughs> we just knew that I just knew that I wanted those Isaiah Broner in a dark match. Um, I knew that there would probably be options available. Um, and in uh, walks weird body and, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Yeah, history was. I think a lot of people have seen <laughs> that moment uh, on social media at this point. And that's just one moment from uh, from that whole thing, which is crazy. There were there were quite a few moments in that match where people just kind of were in awe of what they saw. It was quite the spectacle. Um, I don't even remember what the heck I was. I'm just thinking about all these. Crazy thing, weird body just getting demolished, and, and now I've lost train my track of thought of where I was going to go from there. But well, you're talking about the lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Being lit so up. yeah, and you know, it's just the crowd was ready, the crowd was hot, and and they were good to go. Oh, I know what I was going to say. We had we talked about the live crowd a little bit, but um, one of the reasons we did start late as well is because we were we were going to stream and we were streaming, and uh, there were some the Wi-Fi was kind of spotty and we had robles there smart mark video and Robles said you know what hey let's hardwire this because i don't want the stream to drop out on anyone so if you were watching the stream and you're like hey this is this is going all right and it didn't drop out 
you have Robles to thank for that. Uh, so we did have to start a little bit late because he did that. My question to you, John Thorne, is any any feedback? Have we seen anything from this stream? I know we talk about it. We want to get those numbers up. Uh, and it is available right <coughs> have, now for replay on IWTV, folks. I haven't heard anything about the live numbers. Um, I will say it seems like we had much more interaction than usual on social media. Uh, there were a lot of gifts. There were a lot of people live tweeting it, which doesn't always happen for whatever reason. Maybe it's, you know, the multiple streams or whatever. But uh, it seemed like, you know, there was a lot of people paying attention on Friday night, be it in the in the venue and on the Internet. Um, I don't know. You know, I guess I'll know, you know, in a few days when we get uh, – we get paid on the as I, I dropped the quarter, so hopefully yeah. that's not a no, you know, not foreshadowing. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, you know, uh, I'll I'll know in a few days when we get paid. Uh, we get paid on the first of the month, Bone Thugs and Harmony style. So, Hell yeah. um, I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping <laughs> that it did well, and uh, you know, for everyone listening, you know, watch the replay. Uh, you know, every every time you view it it helps us out yeah there you go folks um the, the show itself you know going going into it over the last couple of weeks you and i have sat here and talked about how this show was a very sink or swim uh evening for members of the aiw academy as the owner of aiw how did you overall feel that went for all of them Overall, um, you know, I think it went well. Obviously, <clears throat> some stuff could have been better. Some stuff could have been worse. Um, some stuff could have been shorter, you know, stuff like that. Um, some finishes could have been different. You know, there's, you know, I can look at it and and go, well, you know, after the fact, we could have did it this, 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 and this. But you can't rewrite it. It's already happened, you know. So, um all in all, I thought it went well. Um, you know, we are trying to establish a lot of new players on the roster. Obviously, mm -hmm. we have been. Um, we drew a, a great crowd, <laughs> you know, yeah. whether that's for Matt Cardona or Jeff Jarrett or the AW brand. I don't know. Let's see on December 18th. You know what I mean? Matt Cardona is not going to be there on December 18th. So... Let's see if, you know, if we can keep the momentum without him there on December 18th. Um, and, you know, there's just a lot of experiments still. You know, I'm still experimenting, obviously. You know, what is the right formula? Um, so let's, you know, let's see. Yeah, there you go. Um, you know, and speaking of the AIW Academy... Uh, this was a night of multiple returns and surprises. Of course, the third man, we'll talk about it. But the show itself led off with a huge surprise in return. Uh, in an unannounced moment, Ethan Wright came out, cuts the promo. Hey, man, I'm not on this card, blah, 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 issuing a challenge. And the Bone Collector made his return the AIW ring, and uh, I thought he got a great ovation. 
loved the reception that Dom Dom received from the AIW crowd, and uh, people were, you know, Dom wasn't going to go out and just have a match, um, but I felt like he could have based upon that audience, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, you know, uh, obviously, you know, Dom has been going through a lot of medical stuff uh, since the summer. Um, and, uh, you know, he's met with some specialists and different things and, um, you know, they essentially cleared him for, for competition, uh, and said, you know, <coughs> wrestling is not going to make his condition any better or any worse. Um, and, you know, he has a pretty vigorous, um, I can't, you can't even really call it a recovery plan, just a treatment plan going forward for probably the rest of his life. Um, so Dom had a conversation with me and, uh, you know, he wanted to do it. He wanted to come back. I was really, you know, I was kind of against him even doing that Suzuki match, um, just because, you know, I, I said, if this is going to be, you know, your only thing, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you should even do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, he was, you know, he had a conversation and said, hey, you know, I can come back. Uh, I would like to, you know, do this with Ethan Wright. Um, it was, you know, obviously leading there throughout Go For Broke. Uh, and he wanted to kind of, you know, pick that back up. And uh, I said, okay. And I was looking at kind of the lineup and didn't initially have it going first because, you know, you just don't know how it's going to go. And, uh, you know, ultimately I decided this is probably the best way to set the tone for the show. Um even though, you know, we were going to have a lot of new fans, I felt that the regulars in attendance were going to more than set the tone in the crowd for Dom to return. So I decided to kick it off with that. It was good. And, uh, you know, we, we told you we would be back, back, and right right from the jump, we got, we went right back to the stories, making movies, telling stories. You talked about Go For Broke and... And uh, Dom, Ethan, Wright continued, and and then there was even more. I don't want to give it all away because I want you to watch it on IWTV if you haven't yet. But uh, I can I can say it's it sure looks like we have a new a new staple in AIW. I can leave it at that. Uh, yeah, I mean I'm sure we'll get more into that at a later date. Yeah, cool. You know, other cool moments. Uh, from throughout this show, uh, Kaplan and PCO is just everything that you thought well, it was I mean, going to be. Jocelyn and Riley Rose, I thought was really it was good. Uh, you know, and the thing that was interesting about them is they were given really no story or anything, and they made a little bit. They made a story themselves, you know, throughout yep. social media, and um, you know, I mean, that is. What I enjoyed most about that, right, because it was essentially a showcase for both of them. You know, mm-hmm. Riley Rose wanted to come back from injury. You know, uh, Jocelyn was, you know, was kind of in this <coughs> weird spot to where 
she can wrestle guys or girls. And, you know, there's certainly a lot more guys available than there are, are girls available. And, um, I think, you know, she, she wants to test herself against guys at the same time. Um, but that was really just put there as a, just a showcase match for both of them, you know? And, uh, they kind of created the story and, you know, we're, we're bickering back and forth on social media and, um, you know, Jocelyn came right out of the gate and they just started hot and, you know, even caught me off guard, honestly, uh, wasn't what I was expecting out of the match. Not saying that's a bad thing. Um, but you know, in fact, I was kind of proud of them for kind of taking the initiative and, uh, you know, at the same time, I don't want everybody to go out and create their own storyline and book their own angles and all this other stuff. But, um, you know, I, I thought it was great that they took the initiative of, you know, kind of knowing that this was just a match and, you know, trying to make it matter more. And, um, you know, that's something, you know, that we've kind of been teaching at the academy is, you know, how, you know, well, you know, I, I, and I've kind of discussed it on here, you know, what I call like Twitter promos, you know what I mean? Like everyone does a promo that you could just tweet, you know, I'm wrestling this person at this date and, you know, whatever in this town. And, uh, you know, we've been saying, like, you can really make a story out of anything, you know, like, and they took that initiative and they made a story. And uh, the people that I think the people that, you know, followed along with it, you know, got a lot more than they bargained for as far as that match was concerned. So I don't want that to kind of go overlooked. Yeah, they got they got people emotionally invested uh, in that match before it even started. And that's, you know, that's a great thing that, that you can do again. So the emotional investment in the Dom match is easy because you're already behind Dom. Boom, a surprise return. And so, like I said, Dom could have just gone out and had a match and it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, he had more than that, but you know, it just, it makes it easier I I would think again not obviously I I have not uh, had a wrestling match but if I liken this to comedy I say that all the time you know uh, and performing there when people are already invested in you or the character I I just for me for comedy I can go out there and if I wanted to just do a set and people are gonna have a great time and we're gonna have fun and in wrestling if people are already invested. You've already got them, and it just makes it that much easier, and the match can become more about something that we talk about on this this podcast a lot, the moments, right? And and that's something that they went out and, and they did. And and if you paid attention, it's, it's this is, uh, you know, as a guy who has worked with students at the AIW school on promos, one of the things I try to preach to them is, you know, guys, you can use the promos to help tell the story of your match. And if you really paid attention... Jocelyn cuts this promo, says, I'm going to come out right after you, Riley Rose. Fast forward to the match. Jocelyn goes right after Riley Rose. You know, it's it's the little things. And then you take a step back, you're like, oh, shit, she did it. She went right after him, right out of the gate. And and that's it. And people were invested immediately. Those two just had everybody. They had their audience. And now they can just build moments throughout that match instead of instead of spots. Does that make sense? Is that yeah, absolutely. I mean, accurate, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. 
So, yeah, I mean, you're right. It is, it's great great to see that for them. Um, you know, other other cool moments. Mikey, of course, returns from injury. But uh, I thought that those guys had a, a really a good match with members only. I thought that showcased both of them very well. But I think what stole everything there, of course, is the Duke just getting crushed. But a very cool moment for members only to do the strut with Jeff Jarrett. And essentially uh, anoint him a member of members only. Uh, you know yeah, that was I, that I was mean, a very cool special thing. You know that's just you know that's the moments. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm-hmm. and they had a great match. You know, um, but that's what everyone's going to remember. And uh, you know, members only Bitcoin boys as well. You know, they're they're not always going to find themselves on the main card probably. You know, so I just wanted to give that cool little moment for all of those guys, you know, all involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bitcoin boys got to attack Jeff Jarrett and then, you know, Duke got the guitar and then members only got the celebration. Uh, I thought that was great. And, uh, you know, which these guys probably don't know, uh, Jeff Jarrett came up to me and he was just like, members only have been out of wrestling school for four months. He's like, those guys are great. He's like, and he couldn't stop. And he remembered that their names are members only, probably because they did that thing where, you know, they said, hey, you know, you're a member and, all, you know, everything that they they did in their portion of the interaction. Yeah. But he came right up to me and he's like, these guys have only been out of wrestling school for four months. He was like, they're great. And, uh, you know, I mean, you can't really ask for a better endorsement than that. No. You absolutely cannot, and uh, that's that's a very cool thing uh, for them. Um, I mentioned it. We kind of sidetracked, but the the Kaplan PCO thing, uh, yeah, it, it just it, it didn't disappoint. <laughs> it no, looked, I mean it Kaplan was great. again trying to steal the show, you know, and uh, oh, what a hell of a run for him in this entire year. And PCO, you know, uh, you, I thought maybe, you know, since he's been gone for like two years, mm-hmm. maybe he was going to ease up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I thought maybe this one will just be the one that like looks great on paper and the match will be fine. But no, BCO is doing like sentons to the floor and all, all kind and fucking all kinds of other crazy shit. You know, he hasn't stopped. Like, he's a loon. PCO is a loon. Yeah. You know, he hasn't stopped. He hasn't stopped and slowed down one bit. Um, it was great, you know. Uh, an, another kind of, you know, great sink or swim moment for Kaplan. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he continues to kind of, you know, his star continues to, to rise, I think, not only in AIW, but people are starting to pay attention to him outside of this company. Yeah, they. I mean, they really are. Uh, it's It's been really cool to see uh, that, that growth for him in terms of his popularity outside of the company. Um, you know, we've been at this for an hour here, and there's obviously so much that we can talk about. Uh, there's so many. A fantastic night. The matches were were great. We mentioned um, Matt Justice and Psycho Clown kind of at the top, and, and so, of course, go watch that, folks. But because I don't want to get too far and then not leave us enough time, uh, we finally found out who the third man was. And... Uh, once again, I, I know that A Rose in the Discord said he had a good idea because of social media 
that morning or that day or there was some sort of hint dropped. But it's it's funny to me when I saw that because I thought, well, do you listen to the podcast? You know, uh, we tell stories. We make movies here, John Thorne, and people aren't catching on yet. However many years yeah. we're into this. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, uh, Josh Prohibition was obviously the first choice. There were a couple other options on the table because, uh, you know, he was not 100% that he could physically do it because, you know, everything we've said about his injuries are true. And, are true, you know, yeah. he is, he is uh, going to get surgery probably in the near future it sounds like so he wasn't 100 percent that he could do it you know he doesn't want to go out there and um give a you know half speed performance um and uh we were able to talk you know talk him into it a little bit and um you know once the you know once he started hearing about, you know, how the tickets were going and all this other stuff, he really kind of got fired up for it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was great. I, I don't know if it was anything more than a one-off, uh, and that is 100% the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he said he's going to need a few days and see how he feels. Um, you know, he was feeling real rough as soon as the match was over. Um, I don't know if anyone was still in the building <coughs> afterwards, uh, you know, he was kind of, you know, limping around. Uh, he was going to go to the showers in the locker room area, uh, and he was having a tough time getting up the steps. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, is it going to, you know, get a, a million news articles on the Internet? No. Is it perfect for fans of Cleveland, Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling? I don't think there could be anybody more perfect in that slot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we've been saying it for a while. We're doing this for our fan base and our area. Uh, and you know, that's, that's what it was all about. You know, it could have been anybody in that spot. Uh, but you know, as far as Cleveland wrestling is concerned, I don't know if there's a better choice. No, I would agree. Uh, and it was great. To, you know, again, receptions and returns. The one that he got was, Fantastic. It was phenomenal. Our hardcore fans, of course, knew exactly what was going on. Um, and they were pumped when he when he came out. They knew exactly why he was in that role in that position. Uh, a couple of promos to lead off that match, too. Broski laying in, making making comments, going after the fans, and then J-Pro going after Broski. So it was, man, we had ourselves a good old-fashioned, almost like a good old-fashioned TV wrestling match <laughs> right there. Except uh, George Mazanin got involved, so uh, you know that's. I guess that would also be a wrestling, uh, a TV wrestling match too. Depending. And on I'm not going to lie, you know, I didn't know how I did not know how it was going to go because everything Josh Prohibition said is accurate. He has like total like disdain for Matt Cardona, and you know just the fact that you know he got signed so early and. Um, you know, everything he said in his promo or uh, things he said to me about him, uh, you know, he is yeah. not a fan of those people that have not, you know, ridden the roads for, you know, no money. 
and paid dues. And, you know, he's very much a wrestling traditionalist. You know, some people may call that gatekeeping or whatever. Uh, but, you know, that's the time period that him and I got exposed to pro wrestling. You know, that's how it was. And that's how you earned respect. And, uh, you know, like the, the Tracy Smothers of the world, so to speak. And uh, Josh Prohibition very much is from that camp. Um, so everything he said was very accurate. I did not know how them wrestling was going to go. You know, there was a part of me that thought maybe this is going to break down into something that it shouldn't. Uh, I was a little nervous about that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, it was a locker room sellout to say the least. Yeah. You know, is there something to be said about what Broski is doing right now though? Sure. Like all those things that Josh said, very true. But on the flip side of this, I could argue that nobody is doing more to draw attention to independent wrestling right now in particular, maybe AIW, than Matt Cardona. No, I mean, it is it is an argument, but, you know, I'm just, like guys from that era yeah. are not going to really see it that way. But you know what a, I mean? Yeah, but it's because they know they know he's not make they know he's not doing it for 20 bucks, you know? Sure, so sure. There's uh, uh, there's definitely it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. Um you know, there it is a mentality from that era, and uh, you know probably you know a couple eras after, to be honest. Um, so you know, it, it was a little, you know, when he got on that microphone, I went, oh no, I don't know how go. this is gonna go. Yeah, yeah. But he's but he is he is shining a light on the independent scene, and you know, Josh Prohibition it is look. It, is he a guy that's going to get signed uh, at this point? No. Does he even want to? I, I don't know. Probably not. Maybe he'd love to get hired to be an agent or a trainer. But, um, you know, there are still people who have been on the indies for an extended period of time now that still do have the youth and health to them that they could get somewhere. That You know, Matt Cardona comes out and there are – not just the the universe eyes in the terms of fans, but there are people who um, are in charge of promotions and, and you know in terms of TV. You know what I mean? There are people from those big brands that are going to watch and and take a look just because they're curious or because they're friends with a Matt Cardona and know him, and they're like, oh my gosh, what's Broski up to here? And they're taking note, and they're able to see, and you know what I mean. Like it's still new eyes that are being drawn on to these people. Who no, I mean have I understand. I, I understand the, uh, you know the. Uh, oh, Josh Prohibition just tweeted. Yeah. Just I understand the sentiment. Pro- <laughs> Prohibition tweeting it, tweeting at uh, Cardona now. Oh boy, you know. So who knows. He just said, "Why don't you come back to Cleveland? I'll teach you how to pay some, actually pay some dues. It's never too late to learn." So uh-huh. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I can see the argument. You know, mm-hmm. I see both. I see both sides of it. You know, sure. obviously, and you know, as the promoter, I certainly see both sides of it. 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just, uh, one of those things where, you know, uh, electric environment, I thought for the yeah. main event. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm ecstatic about how, how it all went. I just, you know, now, you know, it's like a, a breath of relief that we did it and the goal achieved. And now it's like, okay, you know, let's, let's hit the next goal, you know, let's sell the Odeon out. Yeah. Um, and that's the one thing that is tough about, you know, getting back into the, you know, full schedule again is it goes from one big goal to a goal or two every month, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when the pressure is on again. And, uh, you know, I had a, I had a great, you know, sigh of relief, uh, you know, Friday morning. I got like, I got, I actually got a little emotional. I typed up, uh, you know, a, a little thing on the NW Facebook, shed a, shed a little bit of uh, tears uh, because, you know, I was kind of feeling that, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say spirit of Chandler, but, uh, you know, just, uh, finally felt like, you know, we've done him proud and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's been such a long road and, you know, just kind of all those emotions of fine, you know, uh, similar to when we were able to come back even on the low, like the small scale Mm -hmm. in April. But like, this was just like, man, like we did it. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking, at the tickets and uh, you know the, the I said you know we this was the largest gate in, in company history and it was and it was just such a like just burden I felt lift off of me you know what I mean like it's like you sure. have like a you know thousand pounds on your chest and it just felt like such a relief to know like man like we did it you know what I mean and uh you know, there's a huge team that, that helps, but like specifically it, you know, for me, it was like, I did it, you know, like, this is what I wanted, you know, this is, and very rarely does that, it does it go that way. And, uh, this time it, it did. And it felt like such a relief. And I was just like, you know, I, I literally cried a little bit before I left my house on Friday. And, you know, I was kind of like, sitting around like just waiting for something to go wrong you know like it just it it felt like okay like i should get you know i should get in the shower and get out there and now it's just like something's got to go wrong you know i'm just wait i just waited for it and then it didn't you know and uh i got to the venue and everybody was there and they were setting up and you know everything was was rolling, you know, with, yeah, you know, without a hitch. And, uh, I went, man, like, and, you know, Pedro and Dom, you know, they get a little stressed out on my behalf. And, uh, you know, we, I wanted to, you know, make some improvements to the ring, like ring tape and all this other stuff. And Pedro was very much, you know, the CFO. He does not want any to spend any money on anything. And, you know, he's kind of like, man, you know, like we don't have, we, <laughs> Because he makes all the envelopes up, and yeah, yeah, he said, you know, we we don't have too, too much cash on hand. I said, Pedro, we're fine, man. Like, the, uh, don't worry about it. Like, the PayPal it, it is looking pretty good today. Uh, <laughs> who cares? Like, like there's nothing that you can tell me right now that is going to ruin 
this moment for me. And uh, nothing did, you know, not, nothing. Um, I was uh, in a very rare, completely happy mood all day Friday. Uh, and uh, it was great. And, uh, you know, now, you know, it's uh, by the time everyone's listening to this, you know, Tuesday morning and uh, it's time to get back to work. And that's the scary part, you know, because it's like I don't think that we could pull that size crowd again for a while. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, how do we get back to that? That's the that's the uh, that's the new task at hand, and uh, you know probably a, a good place to to wrap it up. And unfortunately, we did gloss over a little bit, but folks, it's worth checking out Tom Lawler and TKD, of course, on this card uh, to infinity and beyond, taking a bulking season again. That's a, a pair of matches where we talked about sink or swim time for uh, students out of the AIW Academy. And then, of course, a, a great showcase of the AIW Academy in the four-way with uh, Chase Oliver, PB Smooth, Derek Dillinger, Ziggy in his corner, and then uh, a guy we've kind of brought on, not from the AIW Academy, but certainly his uh, AIWs helped him make a name for himself in Levi Everett, and uh, that was just that's a really fun match right there with those four all going at each other. Uh, before we go, uh, a couple things coming up this week that I think are, are really neat if you're an AIW fan you could certainly have the opportunity to go to one of them the other one is if you are a wrestler and you pay attention and listen to this podcast uh so December 3rd at Heart of Gold uh in Cleveland Ohio Wes Barkley is doing like a little pop-up shop meet and greet he's gonna have some merchandise available there's some other things going on there so that's a really cool and fun thing December 4th Uh, is it the 4th sorry my mistake I thought Saturday the the 4th that, that you're correct. Fourth, not the third. Uh, so they'll, they'll have some brunch and drink specials. He's got a special T-shirt he's dropping, an all-new Wesamania shirt, and that's gonna be from also a little. Yeah, a, he uh, did art throughout the pandemic, which I don't think any of us were aware of. He's gonna be selling canvas paintings. Had no idea. Yeah, wow. I didn't either. So I don't even know you know what to expect with that, but. Yeah, uh, that's real cool. This you know, I know some. I, I I know some people have their their uh, feelings on Wes Barkley, but uh, Wes Barkley is uh, a great dude and deserves he all is. the support uh, that you can you can give him. Uh, especially now that he's a babyface in the company, so you know that's we don't right. have to lie about that part anymore. Uh, go out and support him. You know, obviously support Heart of Gold. That is Jonah's new endeavor. Um, you know, Jonah helped us so much. You know, with those good company after parties for so long. Um, now, you know, he's moved uh, on to the, his next project, which is Heart of Gold. Um, deserves your support, absolutely. I went there uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, great food, much like good company. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, you know, you can go out. You can support the Maserati meetup this Saturday. Uh, it's free of charge if you just want to go hang around. Obviously, you know, it is a bar and restaurant. They'll probably want you to get, at least get a drink or something, but... <laughs> um, hang out. I'm sure you're going to see all sorts of uh, local luminaries uh, inside uh, throughout the duration. So uh, come on down and hang out. And, uh, and then, of course, the other thing I was alluding to, if you are a wrestler and you listen to this show, uh, we have a Chris Hero seminar this Sunday, December 5th. 
and uh, email AIW at AIWrestling.com if you'd like to reserve a spot in that. And, and John, you could probably talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are anticipating uh, people get there around noon on Sunday. Um, and, you know, if anyone is familiar with the Chris Hero seminar, they usually go for several, several hours. Um, so there's a gigantic block of time kind of, uh, mapped out before he flies out, uh, late Sunday evening. Um, and, uh, yeah, shoot me an email. Um, any, uh, you know, anybody with wrestling training is, uh, able to sign up for this. So. Um, this is, you know, obviously for trained wrestlers only, you know, unfortunately no fans can attend. There's no meet and greets or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a super rare opportunity for you to, uh, you know, get in there with, uh, one of the greatest minds in professional wrestling. Um, people and us, I won't blow anyone's spot up, but, uh, you know, there's current, uh, signed, AEW wrestlers that have signed up for this seminar. So, um, if wow. people are gonna, if those people are gonna do it, uh, there's really no excuse for you to not do it. Um, limited spots, first come, first serve. Uh, shoot me an email if you would like to participate. AIW at AIWrestling.com this Sunday, December 5th in hey. Brook Park, Ohio. Well, there you go. And, uh, of course, uh, don't forget, December 18th, folks, we are back at the Odeon. Uh, All-Ego Ethan Page making his big AIW return. So that's very exciting. We have not seen All-Ego Ethan Page in some time. We saw this dude named the Karate Man that looked a little bit like him, but we had an exclusive Karate Man contract for a couple shows. Uh, he is going to have his figures, toy company action figures for sale on December 18th. I can confirm that because a pallet of them showed up on my front porch today. With well, there a you case go. Of them. <laughs> I have a case of uh, Ethan Page figures uh, sitting, taking up quite a bit of room in my kitchen right now. So I think he thinks a lot of you guys are going to want to buy these things. So uh, come prepared. He's going to do a meet and greet. Uh, full man of the, men of the year get up you know five hundred dollar Dwayne Johnson Rocky Maivia shirt uh, and all photo ops eight by tens um, still putting the the finishing touches on this card and uh, it is my birthday weekend so yeah. you also have no excuse to not come uh, as well as Ronald Two Legs and previously mentioned on this podcast. Porter O'Shea's birthday weekend as well. So uh, come on out and party with us on December 18th. Um, lots lots to celebrate. Uh, last show of the year. Uh, so, you know, we usually do it a little bit later in December. Uh, we bumped it up a little bit this year based on how the calendar worked. Mm -hmm. So come on out and uh, support that as well. Um, Front row tickets still available, which is a little shocking after the caliber of event that we put on this Friday. But uh, I understand, you know, Black Friday shopping and all that, Cyber Monday. Oh, yeah. Got to save so, some money there. Buy some tickets. Uh, let's sell it out. Uh, upped the capacity at the Odeon, you know, from the, you know, we were going 100, 150. 175 uh 
to we have it set up for two twenty five as it stands right now uh, for December eighteenth. So there you don't go, think folks. you just fucking roll up to the door again. <laughs> uh, Shop.aiwrestling.com for tickets there, and uh, also real quick thanks to. Uh, kayfabe collectibles and time capsule toys both of which were set up uh, at hell on earth this past week and you know they're just uh, two other organizations that that help contribute uh to our success there this past friday so thank you to them uh and i got i got nothing else to say so for for aiw owner john thorne my name is steve guy and uh, we'll talk to you next week right here on aiw's the card is going to change <laughs>